Hello there, everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have been through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. Today, I am honored and privileged to have as my guest Kathleen L. Kathleen, I'm so happy to have you on the Epic Comeback Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Nikki, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. It is my pleasure. So let's let's get right into it, Kathleen. I'm going to hand the mic to you, and I'm going to ask you just in a, just briefly, who are you, and where are you from, and what what keeps you busy these days in in this sort of apocalyptic environment we've got going on now? It's the perfect time for my business because I assist people who have experienced sudden and unexpected loss of a loved one to move through um, their healing journey to find joy, peace, love, and freedom again. Mm -hmm. And not only do I assist people who have lost loved ones, I assist others who have gone through change, sudden and unexpected change, which could be the coronavirus, could be a job loss, could be a, um, a marriage, it could be most anything. Um, because the symptoms are similar and they're the same. And so the prescription is the same. You just different language and different experiences help people move through that. So I do that and I'm writing a book called Shattered Together uh, that it launches in October right now. Oh, wonderful, that's, just, that's two months. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I do coaching as well and energy healing and channeling from the divine. And so I have a, an amazing, an amazing job now. Incredible. Isn't it amazing to be busy with, if it feels busy, but to be busy with, with activities that are just incredibly meaningful and aligned with who you are? Yeah, I think a lot of people talk about it. Like, and I think the, the old phrase is, if you love what you do, it's really not work. And I truly understand what that means now. I love what I do and I love to see the change on people's faces and on their, and, and their body shift and just how they shift the way they live. And that's the most rewarding thing in the world, to be of service. I agree with you. I have to agree with yeah. you very, very genuinely right there. Yeah. So Kathleen, as you know, this is a podcast. It really is by and for women who have been through the ringer, who have been through absolute caca. I mean, other words for it would be trauma, um, life-shattering experiences. And I would love it if you would please summarize for us what you went through and what was the worst part. Sure. Um, most people would think that I was a well-established, successful woman. I was a legislator. I'd worked for the governor. I was a lobbyist. I worked for the largest construction contractors association there was in the state of Vermont where I lived. Um, and I was the CEO there. So most people on the outside would have thought that I was a powerhouse woman. However, on the inside, I was... Um, dying a slow death internally because um, in March of 2010, my son Logan took his life as, at the age of 19. Um, not only did he take his, his life, uh, he also wrote a note. Well, actually, he took his life when he was angry at me and wasn't speaking with me. And he wrote a note asking that I not attend his service. And so my world shattered. Um, it, there was nothing uh, left to my heart. Um, and as I laid on Logan's grave a few months after his transition, I begged and pleaded and 
cried and said, whoever, whatever took my son, please take me too. I can't withstand mm -hmm. the pain that I, my body was experiencing, my mind was experiencing, and my soul was experiencing. And so it was at that moment that I realized, you know, that suddenly my body became still and I had stopped crying. And it was the first time in months that I had a clear message come through from out of nowhere from above that said, if this happened in your life, then you're meant to do something with it, now do it. Mm -hmm. And that was the turning point for me um, in the world of my healing journey. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so the message wasn't, this is what you need to do. The message was, you need to do something. Right. And because of my history of, of having the contacts that I had, knowing enough, uh, I was a public enough person that I knew the media outlets would pick me up. That, that they would pick up the story. Mm -hmm. So I started to speak out on suicide awareness. I started to speak out on suicide um, um, signs and how you change the language around suicide because speaking about suicide as a mental illness that it is versus describing it as a crime of committing suicide has been a real um, driving force for me since my son took his life. And my, my, um, my focus has shifted and ebbed and flowed throughout the past 10 years. And now I focus on global energetic health. health. Mm. You know, what's stuck in our body is emotional turmoil, you know, um, limiting beliefs in our brain and really trauma in our energy system in our in our soul and that's what i help people through is i assist them to move through some of those blocks that that are that are being held in their body either from trauma as a child or trauma as you know as of late you know there's multiple it it compounds and kathleen when you talk about energetic health i love that i love that phrase I, yeah. what does an energetically healthy person look like? Does it mean that you are free of those kinds of blocks? Does it mean that you know how to manage them yourself? What is the picture of energetic health? Energetic health is that you can wake up in the morning and be grateful for at least 10 things every day. No matter <laughs> what you're experiencing, you know that you can be grateful for something. You have a connection and you have the ability to say, oh, I feel a little out of balance. Like, what, what just occurred didn't feel right to me, that you ha you're in tune with your body, you're in tune with your mind, you're in tune with what your soul and your intuitive hits, and you actually act on your intuitive hits, that doesn't mean that you live a perfect life. That means life is a healing journey, not a story of pain. So the experiences that we go through can be an opportunity for us to heal through and to help others. I'll give you an example. As a child, I, as a young child, my birth father was a, an abusive alcoholic. He actually shot at my, my mom, my sister, and I at three or four years old. I don't know the exact age. And um, that was traumatic. And there were multiple traumas throughout my life. And I know today with all my heart and soul that I needed to experience all of those traumas in order to survive my son's suicide. Like mm -hmm. I know that I would not have been living today, assisting others through their pain, 
had I not experienced those those traumas. So I choose a healthy energetic system. I choose to look at the experiences by my by moving through healing um, as as in a different light through a new awareness. And I have just more compassion and love and forgiveness and within me and for others. And I think the key is forgiving ourselves for everything that we think that we should be judging ourselves for. And that's really what I, that's a healthy energetic being is as you move through life, we say things, we do things and we, need to forgive ourselves, work through a process of forgiving ourselves and others. Kathleen, I'm so glad. I'm so glad and grateful that you made that choice. I'm so glad and grateful that 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 was the, the, the attitude, the mind frame, the decision that you made. Because trauma, of course, um, sort of the, the cumulative effect of multiple um, experiences of trauma or, or one specific experience of trauma, in either case, it, it can ruin us. <laughs> trauma can ruin us, but trauma can also, one of, one of my kind of phrases that I feel like copywriting these days is that there's treasure in trauma. There is a treasure in trauma. And there, there are certainly lessons, but beyond that, trauma can really be, it's positive psychologists call this post-traumatic growth. It really can be a source of deep personal growth, evolution, energetic shifts, definitely, connections with our fellow beings, empathy with our fellow humans, animals, universe. And, and I mean, you, you've gone through what many people, including me, would call abs version of just absolute and utter hell. I'm a mom. And, and, and you've, and you've evolved in this way. I just, I, I want to say how grateful I am for, Thank for you. that. Yeah. There's a reason why I call my book Shattered Together. You know, that's really what it's about. It's, it, I use my personal stories to share from my own experience, how you can actually move through pain and trauma. And I teach and I provide lessons and I give you daily practices within the book on how you can move through whatever your trauma is. And I just want to reiterate that while my trauma was, is in many eyes, including my own, the worst kind of trauma that most people could even think about going through, um, that doesn't mean that, that, that that's the only trauma this book talks about or what I talk about. Like, because mine's extreme doesn't mean what you're going through right now, whomever is listening to this, it does not mean whatever you feel is traumatic to you is not traumatic. It's what you're feeling. We all grieve in a different way. Every experience is different for each of us. So it's important that you recognize that you matter, that your story matters, and that you can move through anything that you're faced if you're willing to take it one hour at a time and step in, step through your fears. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think also it takes, it takes a certain kind of energy, a certain kind of strength and a certain kind of, I mean, I call it warrior energy to get to the other side of something. Yeah. And even if we don't feel like warriors while it's happening, the fact that we are taking the next step and the next step and then the one after that and then the hour after that or maybe the five you know what, what am, how am i going to deal with the next five seconds you know <laughs> really breaking it down um 
whatever it takes, it does take, again, in my opinion, warrior energy. And I, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, to the extent that you are on the other side of the trauma of the loss of your son, what is the best thing about being where you are now? What is the best thing about, again, if you, if you consider yourself to be on the other side, whatever that is, um, because of course, mourning, mourning and grief are processes that can last for decades, right? Or lifetimes. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, that's, that's what I really want to know is what's, what's, what's wonderful about where you are now. The beauty of what I have now is a pure connection to the divine light in my son. You know, I know with all my heart and soul that we are all energy. And while we are held in a body here on earth and we're in a, a body and his body's no longer here, his energy, his gregariousness, his compassion, his loving being is here with me along my journey. And so he is my partner in this and on this side of moving through my healing. So I just like we cover our own light up with all the darkness that we, we hide behind it. the shame, the fear, the blame, the, the self doubts, whatever it is, we all have that light. And once we work through those layers, then our light starts to shine and it's completely connected. And when we're open and listen and feel and see and sense our energy together, there's just, it's beautiful. And that doesn't mean I don't miss my son. That doesn't mean that I don't cry. That doesn't mean that holidays stink and his birthday is difficult. That doesn't mean that. It means that I can sit in both the dark and the light and know that I can move through that. That both, that I can sit in the dark and the light and accept that it's part of life. It ebbs and flows. Yeah. I allow the dark to move through me instead of trying to mask it or avoid it or hide or, mm -hmm. you know, um, any of the things that we all do as humans. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, yes. And I would imagine that when it comes to energetic health, this is a new, this is a new phrase for me that I just love when it comes to energetic health, that's got to be part of it. The, the both and being able to hold in yeah. one sort of um, simultaneous space in, in, our, in our brains, in our hearts, being able to hold, you know, the yin and the yang, being able to hold the darkness and the light, the grief and the hope and the gratitude and all of those things. I mean, that to me, that to me is, is central to just the concept of wisdom. Yeah, I keep going back to the book because I'm reading the manuscript. So I'm not trying to just market my book, but I'm just like, oh, it's no, so no present. Problem. It's so present in my, in my mind. Like I keep going back to the book and I read the last part of my, you know, the, the book. And there was one section in there that really got raw and vulnerable and really hit another chord for me. And it was a deep, deep um, shame that I hid behind for 27 years. It just, it was a deep shame. And I write about it in the book. And as I started to read through that um, particular chapter, I had to put it down and I was dysfunctional for three days. Like I had so much shame come back up inside me. I had so much self-blame and I was just like, I can't write this. I can't do this. And I knew that I could. And what, what happened for me then is that I allowed myself the grace in the ease to feel through whatever I was feeling through because I knew there would be an end to that pain and I would be able to see it from a different perspective. Mm 
And so while I allowed myself to feel what I was feeling, I also knew that it would be very short lived and that I would, I would feel like I moved through that. So I wasn't holding it any longer. It wasn't affecting my body. I, you know, like it wasn't affecting my back and where we hold our pain is usually pretty common. The back, the heart, the, the abdomen area. Yeah. I think, or I know, I really know that what's key to what I call an epic comeback is that moving through. And one of the most empowering and beautiful benefits of moving through an emotion and not running from it, and however you are able to do that, whatever it takes, whether it's working with a therapist or a healer or a, or a, a, a um, divine guide or a coach or, yeah, absolutely. That when you have the experience of really truly moving through and, and, and then moving kind of beyond or the other side or however, however you'd want to phrase it, where the, the emotion or the experience subsides and changes and, and, and flows into something different, it's empowering because then you know that it's possible to do that. You know that you know that emotions are impermanent. You know that you're going to be able to get through something like that again. So there's this kind of a, a theme that's on this podcast that keeps coming up is, all right, life, you can hand me whatever you want to hand me because look at what I came through. Look at what look at what happened, and I'm still here. I'm still I'm still walking. I'm still on the path. I'm still on the journey. I still have gratitude. I actually have more gratitude today than I've ever had because what Logan's transition did for me was it showed me very clearly that nothing is guaranteed ever. One moment, one second, your life seems normal and the next second it, it's never to be the same again. And so every minute of every day, I do my absolute best to live in my highest and best good. Like I treat people well. I, I smile at people. I do my best not to leave people angry. You know, like, it, and if that's, if that's the case, I always leave it with, you know, right now I'm a little upset. I need some time to just, 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 process and I will get back to you. I love you and I'll talk to you later. Like I never, ever, it's just taught me so much. Like life is not guaranteed. And if we, the Western world particularly, would be a little more cognizant of the fact that the one guaranteed thing that is going to happen is we are going to transition. Our human body is not always going to be here. So if we started to really live like we were dying today, that we did not know what our next moment was going to be, yeah. this world would be very, very different. For sure. I've asked myself that before. What would my life look like for the next year if I lived every day as if it were going to be my last? What would that look like? It's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure. And what I'm yeah. hearing between the lines, Kathleen, is, is as you talk about how you treat people, treating people with kindness and compassion, is I'm also hearing that that's the way you treat yourself as well. Is that you? That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when you um, when you're in a place where you're upset, you know, you need some time. That you're giving yourself the gift of that time, and you're giving you know also another per the other person the gift of hey, I need a minute. I'll get back to you. That there's compassion all around in that. It's not just I'm going to extend kindness toward the world. It's also I'm going to be that source of kindness for myself too. 
And I strongly yeah. believe that it, it really has to, it really has to start there. Well, I, I think you're right, Nikki, and I'm sure you teach this, uh, and there's no doubt that you teach this, is if you don't love and have compassion for yourself, you can only give love and compassion to the limit that you give love and compassion to yourself. That's, there's no way that you can give more than what you, you give to yourself. And so many of leading transformational, amazing beings that I've, that I've learned from talk about how your cup has to be overflowing in order for you to fill someone else. It can't just be half empty. It has to be overflowing. So you can be of service in there, your complete best way with the overflow. So you're, you're being of service. Like my life is about being of service because that's, that's what gives me the light inside. Like I know my purpose is to serve others. And, mm. and I am, I, I know that through my son's transition. And the only way I can serve others is if I allow myself to, to move through whatever grief, whatever pain, whatever, whatever limitations that I may, whatever shame, whatever um, self-blame or hatred that I have of myself or had of myself, which I've carried for 50 some odd years. Now, let me just put it out there that it was not, this was not overnight. This was a 10 year journey for me and our journeys continue. Sure. <laughs> because it's it's not just this lifetime we carry energies of our of our ancestors we carry energies of of past lives and and whether you believe or don't believe that's okay but science shows you carry your energy of your parents and your grandparents in your body and so whatever they have experienced you are carrying in your body as well so it's not just your pain it's not just yours. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Pain is, pain is generational, intergenerational, you know, you know, I mean, regardless of what you believe about past lives and the soul and all of that, pain is certainly, I mean, I mean, how could you possibly deny that? Um, I was just on a call with Panache Desai with a group of women today, and I was so grateful that I got to enjoy that. And we uncovered pain that I didn't realize I was holding. You know, many times women are taught that they cannot allow their rage out. We are just taught we cannot allow rage out, that we would be just awful beings if we did, or we wouldn't be safe, or we would, um, uh, 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 we were powerless, you know, like there's, there's all, we feel powerless. So we either become the controlling person, the dominant being, or you become the doormat. And it just was amazing how, you know, my father's father sexually abused me when I was a toddler and I hadn't forgiven, I had not forgiven him up until this earlier. Now I had done work on forgiveness and I hadn't forgiven him completely into up until earlier today. And the process we went through was actually freeing me from the toxins that I was holding on to. It's freeing me from his energy that was still stuck in me. What a day. What a big day for you. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Kathleen, that's huge. And yeah. when you mentioned when you mentioned being a woman and not really not being encouraged or allowed to express rage, I laughed at first because just yesterday, 
I went on Facebook and I went live. I was moved to speak like in a Quaker meeting. I was just moved. And I, I went off about uh, the sin of being angry and female. Like, I, same thing for me. I grew up learning that girls and women are not supposed to get angry in the first place. And if we are angry, then we're not supposed to express that we actually are. And then if we insist on expressing how angry we are, we're supposed to express it in this non-angry, diplomatic, tactful, nice way. And then if we do happen to express how angry we are in an angry way, we're supposed to apologize for having done so. Like, it, it's just, we're, I mean, women are, forgive the, the, the word, but we're screwed when it comes to learning how to process anger. So I, and rage, I completely, completely agree with you. Yeah, and it's, it is, it's sad. It's ridiculous. And we get to change it, Nikki. Yes. By you doing this podcast, we get to, we get to educate and provide information to millions of women around the world who are listening to this podcast that they don't have to hold their rage in. They can let it out. They can move through it. I didn't have to go through this rage-like outburst. I just got to acknowledge it and process it and hold it and then dissolve it by letting it letting it move through me instead of carrying it yeah well speaking of providing information um i i would like to ask you the essential nugget of this podcast which is given your own experience as well as your experience of helping other people heal and stage their own epic comebacks and move on from excruciating pain what what is a piece of advice or inspiration that you would give to our listeners who are primarily women who are going through the caca right now and they really truly are having that dark moment of the soul where they don't know how in the world they'll get to the other side or even if they will what would you say to them so i call it the grief prescription and it's when you're right in the thick of things there's three b's because your a life is no longer You've created a bee life. And there's three bees. It's breathe, consciously breathe through what's happening. There's what I use is the four by four by four by four. So I'll give you the three and then I'll get, tell you the example. So breathe, be, and believe. Breathe because it helps you get back into your center instead of in the chaos. If you do the four by four by four by four breath, so you breathe into the count of four, you hold it to the count of four, you breathe out to the count of four, you hold it to the count of four. Do that four times in a row. Whenever you feel anxious, whenever you feel angry, whenever you feel depressed, because that's breathing in oxygen into your system. Because when we're going through stress, when we're going through challenges, when we're going through trauma, we don't breathe. We only allow air in because it's a natural allowing air in. A lot of us hold our breaths. So if you breathe in that oxygen, it will also keep you healthy. B is, is the next. Be in the moment because every time you think too far out, you create a new story that's not true. Because okay. you, do not, you do not know what that's going to be. And the third is believe. Believe you're not alone. Believe you'll get through this. Believe that you are meant to be here in this very moment and that you have the power to move through it, that you have the strength. So believe. 
So those are the three Bs that I, I just everybody I tell. It's your grief prescription, no matter what you're going through. And you use it every single time that you can, can even think of it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Very concrete and very easy to remember mm -hmm. and powerful. Mm -hmm. I love it. My next question is um, much, much lighter, definitely not, definitely not a heavy topic, and it's about being epic. And I would love to ask you, Kathleen, if you could have any epic superpower that you don't already have, and I know you are a woman of many powers, but if you could have any one that you don't already have, what would it be? Wow, I don't really know. Oh, wow. Um... This power to make everybody free of their pain, like everyone on this earth, so they can experience what I've experienced. What would that look like? Mm, that would be divine. It would. It would. People would see people for the energy they are, not the color of their skin, not the class of poor, rich, whatever. Not their, not their religion. It would be their energy. What a beautiful vision to, uh, to mm -hmm. conclude with. Kathleen, thank you so much for being my guest today. I would love to know how can we find you online and follow you and learn more about your work. So on most of the social medias with the except of Twitter is Kathleen Al Inspires. So it's just Kathleen Al Inspires, my name inspires. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is just Kathleen Al. And my website is KathleenL.com. So it's pretty easy. Awesome, awesome. Me That's great. And for those of you who are listening, Kathleen is spelled C as in cat, C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N. And the last name L is spelled E-L-L-E. -L -E. Perfect. I love it. Thank you again for being here, Kathleen. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Nikki, for having me. I've really enjoyed it. I appreciate you. And I appreciate your listeners. So thank you for listening. Yes, listeners. Thank you so much. This is Nikki Bruno with Kathleen L on the Epic Comeback Podcast. And if you're looking for more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com. <laughs>